0: Welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome back. This is the Saniac Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things MTV's The Challenge. We do live weekly recaps, cast interviews. We also do written recaps, which are back now. Hannah's hit list is back in action. Her arm has healed, so you can check out her return for last night's episode. It's already up on the website. Uh, We also have other challenge content on our site at saniacpodcast.com. Tonight is Halloween. As you can tell, if you're listening to the audio, I highly recommend coming back and watching the video, at least for a little bit, so you can see what the fuck I look like tonight. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I am a clown. Yes, that's right. I'm here representing the entire Twitter stan community, as well as Kara and her gang. (laughs) Feels good. Feels good. Thank you, Michelle. Happy Halloween to you. Uh, we're hoping that some people will still tune in, even though it is Halloween. Although I don't know if uh, do adults still do stuff on the thirty first. I feel like everything is always it's either the Thursday weekend before. Night. Yeah, it's the no. weekend before or the weekend after. Like my next friends are doing shit. Lit.
1: Halloween's gonna be on a Saturday next year because of leap year.
0: Oh, that's good. That's con- yeah. that's much better. Much more convenient. Yep. Before we get started, let's just do a little quick message from our sponsor, Stitcher Premium. You guys know I've talked about Stitcher Premium before. I really, really like it. Uh, It's fantastic. With Stitcher Premium, you get to listen to some of your favorite shows ad-free, which is fantastic. I know the ads can be really annoying, like this one right now. For (laughs) only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you can access Stitcher Premium. You can use our promo code, Saniac, S-A-N-I-A-C, and you get one month free off of your monthly plan, Stitcher Premium. So go to stitcher.com forward slash premium to sign up today. All right, let's jump right in to last night's episode. Um, Actually, before, I think we have to do a little disclaimer because I have a new new lease on life, guys. I have a new perspective on reality TV show competitions. My eyes have been open to a whole new world of political warfare and just gameplay. And that is because this past week, I got into the one and only Survivor. Now, (laughs) I've been messaging Zach nonstop this whole weekend about Survivor because I have been plowing through seasons. For some reason, the Wi-Fi has been really shit since the fires are going on, but I swear to God, last night, nothing was working other than Survivor streaming on CBS All Access. So I don't know what that means, if that's some sort of sign from the heavens, but I was just plowing through so many fucking episodes, and it is such a great show. And I also understand so much more about where Zach is coming from now, because like, I get so much more of your perspective after watching some of these Survivor seasons, because I see how critical you are of like political moves in the challenge house of just strategic moves when people say that they're making a big move and you know blah 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 and it makes so much more sense because on Survivor the game is just so much harder. I mean you could be out you could be in one day with everybody and out literally an hour later. You know the blind sides are non-stop and it is s- such a fickle game and there's so much happening non-stop that you know to come over and watch the challenge where these people develop relationships over years and still have shitty political games i can understand how you would be so much more critical of that because it's just ridiculous they have the the challenge um, people have such a leg up let's just say yeah
1: like the the stakes on survivor are so much higher there's there's almost no margin for error if you plan a big move and you screw up uh you're out you know your entire game blows up on the challenge you can screw up like leroy um never have to go into an elimination and just kiss everybody's ass uh you know, and and also the uh, the elimination itself. You can go into an elimination and fight your way back in the game. You know, you're not out yeah. if, if, if you screw up. So, Absolutely,
0: you're not just yeah. voted out. And and on top of that, there's never really redemption house. I've seen one season now that had the outcast thing, but even that wasn't that many people that came back. Um, there's it's just so different. Like you. The the chances that you have in the challenge house to develop the relationships to make sure to secure your position is so much more than you would have ever in a Survivor game. And on top of that, people don't come back for a thousand seasons, you know. The most was what, four? Which is there's been
1: several cast members that are at four seasons. Um, and we will be getting up to five seasons soon. You guys, Shawnee is underplaying just the nature of this addiction. She's fucking hooked. You know, our, our
0: Our personal
1: conversation between us is never this active and since she started Survivor it has been so active. This woman on the west coast in LA, you guys want to talk about binging like sometimes people talk about their binging achievements. Shani watched two seasons of Survivor consecutively and didn't sleep
0: honestly it was, it was ridiculous it that, was so impressive i was just so i couldn't stop and i got my sister into it i even got my mom into it they like it so much more than big brother they think it's yeah. weird that i want to go on big brother versus survivor obviously they don't get it um, but but it's just such a good fucking show and i have fizzled out a bit because this season i'm watching now is a little lame but i think we'll mm-hmm. just switch to another one
1: yeah i mean that that's that's Man Survivor is such a grab bag. It's there's a real there's a pretty clear hierarchy of of the great seasons, the good seasons, you know, a couple underrated seasons and then just, you know, some skip-worthy seasons. And um man what's what's so crazy though is that you're getting into this at the perfect time and we've been discussing this. Mm. Um you know, we are on the the collision course to season 40. Uh I we mentioned this I mentioned this a little bit when when news broke of it, but you know season 39 island of, the, island of the idols which is airing right now it's like a placeholder because everybody's eyes are peeled towards season 40 what i'm assuming will be early next year i'm assuming there will be some kind of late winter debut and it's going to be cla- it's going to be uh, i believe it's called going to be called winners at war Ooh, and it's all winners all that's going to be insane 20 winners
0: in that survivor is history
1: be insane. all going at it and we're going to be um, we're gonna have to come up with shit to do for it. Like it's it's gonna be so special. You and I are gonna be fully caught up on it, and it's it's going to be like it's going to be the biggest thing. And mm-hmm. I was just saying um, to someone yesterday, I really hope that Survivor Season Forty and Challenge Thirty Five don't overlap because honestly, I won't be able to fucking take it because I'm looking for I'm looking forward to Challenge Thirty Five so much. Yeah, but, but like,
0: I – uh, oh, because Tori Fiorenza. Yeah, but honestly, I would choose Survivor over the challenge at this point, you guys. Like, it's actually better.
1: Yeah, like, Survivor Season 40 is going to be the biggest thing, like, in my life. It's going to run my life.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. It, it,
1: I'm I'm not going to spoil the cast here because spoiling the cast of an all winter season thus spoils past Survivor seasons. Yes, please don't.
0: Please don't. Look,
1: I mean, a lot of my favorite players are coming back, so –
0: it's gonna be I'm great. We should to. do a Saniac Survivor for season forty. We
1: yeah, we gotta do. We should. We gotta fucking do something. We before. really. It would should. be perfect if that was like la- if if it, if, it, if it, that was airing with no challenge and we were just doing that weekly. We were yeah, just that'd doing be Survivor sick. Winners at war. And you guys, I'm not um, just
0: bringing up Survivor out of nowhere because there are some uh, concepts that me and Zach were talking about over the weekend that actually apply to this episode of the challenge. So once those pop up, I'll definitely mention them. But there were a few, yeah. and we'll definitely talk about those.
1: Jack, my costume is—it's uh, Mean Girls inspired. Uh, this, I, I believe, this is the classic "She Doesn't Even Go Here" costume. This is also a shout out to our our, our boy uh, Alan Alan Agiri. Uh, he he's he's got a uh, he's got a virtual season coming up—a virtual org season, Mean Girls inspired. So I just wanted to give him a, a shout out on that.
0: Oh yeah, Mean Girls. Well. Wow. Yes, it's exciting. Everybody should play that game. Speaking of Mean Girls, um,
1: War of the Worlds 2, God, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it's a serious Tough dilemma. So watch. So let's, Tough watch. let's
0: jump right into the episode. Uh, it, starts, it starts off with the continuation of the Turbo and Jordan fight. We obviously knew that because they cut off the fight midway. Um, and, you know, apparently what really ended up happening, Turbo wasn't just sent home because he was, like, threatening Jordan. The real issue was the fact that he had fought the security guards. So he was physically fighting the security guards, and that's what got him sent home. So obviously that's, you know, an issue. Um, and there was an interview with Justin Booth that he did, pretty recently where he talked about how he wants to be like completely uh, zero tolerance when it comes to physical violence. He he wants to have that stance that way the cast members know not to even try to fuck with him a little bit when it comes to this stuff because he says it's trashy. He doesn't like the look it gives the show. So obviously that's not the direction that he wants uh, the challenge to go in. And he doesn't want it to reflect like this sort of trashy physical fighting type crap. Uh, so, you know, I could understand why they were harsh this season and why they have been harsh in the past few seasons with you know melissa and kayla and and so forth um but but i don't know it, they didn't show us i think enough of that for it to seem justified like the fact that the rest of the cast was wondering why or was wondering if turbo was going to come back or not is a little bit fishy to me like why were they playing it up as if he was going to come back in if they saw him physically fighting the security that makes no sense you know so well, they tried to there hide was that. definitely
1: some editing there there was some stuff we didn't get to see. Uh, in very predictable challenge community fashion, there was a lot of Stan stuff going on with Twitter today. And like everybody trying to be like justice for turbo. This is Jordan's fault. There was this whole Kara Stan spin cycle of, Oh, Kara and Ashley. Yes, they may have instigated it the first time around, but Jordan actually instigated it the second time around, which is like the actual. Yeah, what actual... is this bullshit? It's that's... one
0: fight. It's one fight. Because that's fight. the
1: actual line that that Kara said on the show. So it's so funny that her stands take like her post-confessional attempt to control
0: the narrative,
1: and, it was <laughs> and they literally like, take that as their gospel.
0: How you could possibly separate those two? instances as as separate fights it obviously was a continuation like we can't like you can't even you can't even pretend about that yeah whether or not who instigated it or who didn't instigate it i mean the the fight happened and it got crazy and security made the right call in my opinion do i think that well i'll tell you why if we were going off of the challenge precedent that security set and that production set, you know, a decade ago when people were fighting and, you know, it was a matter of if you actually threw a punch or not, you got kicked off, then no, I don't think Turbo should have gotten sent home. But we're working off of a new uh, a new roadmap now with with how Justin Booth wants to tackle physical violence on the show. And if he doesn't want even an iota of physical violence on the show, then he's not gonna have any. And that means that this kind of a situation has to be shut down before it escalates. So uh so if we're going off of what they're looking for now in terms of what production's looking for, then yeah, Turbo definitely deserves to be uh thrown off. So there are two arguments to that, but you have to analyze it from the current state of affairs and the current rules that are in place. And that yeah. is very much so not on Turbo's side. I don't really have much more to add to that. I think that's pretty spot on,
1: actually. I I, I think we're agreeing with that. Um, I I know I know that we're worried now that you watch Survivor, our our show is going to suffer in quality because we're just going to agree on a lot of stuff. I I,
0: I can you guys um, hear Zach or am I just not being able to hear Zach? Can you uh, hear me now? Yeah, I can. Oh my god, Sorry that's like that. the commercial. Can you hear me now? <laughs> can you hear now? Can you good. hear now? Yeah. Can good. you
1: hear me now? Good. Oh, Omira's in. What's up, girl?
0: Omaira, welcome. Omira, do you still
1: work at Chipotle? I, I think she worked at Chipotle.
0: I could for, use some of that right now.
1: I Fucking oh my baby. god, I could. What's your go-to at Chipotle? What do you throw down?
0: Ooh, probably like I used to go burrito, but I can't really do uh tortillas these days. So mm-hmm. I've been going more for just like a bowl, veggie bowl. I usually do brown rice, black beans, um, lots of guac fajita veggies and corn salsa and then half medium half spicy
1: okay oh wow so you you do you do the split the half medium half spicy and the corn
0: yeah
1: wow yeah yeah. i didn't even think about doing shit like that so i've got two go i love the corn uh one okay so she still does work at chipotle i'm I'm gonna have to drive up to new york and go to omara's chipotle and have her give me a freebie some, some 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 freebie hookups on the line Ooh, and, I'll, uh, take, I'll
0: take a freebie hookup. I'll ta- I'll by take the way, I, I
1: would also like to just pat myself on the back for pronouncing her name correctly. Um, <sighs> but yeah, so I've got two go-tos at Chipotle. One, um, if I go for a burrito, I'll do carnitas. I'll do a carnitas burrito, Ugh. white rice, pinto beans, cheese. I like the hot, like the hot salsa. But if I go with a bowl, I'll probably throw down chicken, white rice, Pinto.
0: Do you do like half uh, chicken, half at, beef ever?
1: No, I like, should. Like, I should start doing the half. I should start people, doing half and half.
0: My friends, are like my meat eater friends, they always used to do that. They're like the half half. They love that shit. Half chicken, half, whatever the fuck.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, was, so that sounds like a Cali thing. I need to incorporate that over here. I need yeah. to bring that to the East Coast. Well, I, I only, like only do queso. half medium,
0: half spicy because I like both flavors, but I don't like the for it to be too liquid. So you can't have both. Like, you can't have full s- scoops of either. Then it's just like water. Yeah. Well, I've I,
1: I've never really been a queso person, but the uh, chipotle queso is actually pretty nice. I, I appreciate that.
0: I don't like queso. I don't even eat cheese. I don't eat dairy anymore, so I, I just I can't do that shit. You cut it. Yeah, I cut that shit out. Wait, people nice. think that you look like you look like Elliot from Mr. Robot. That's actually a pretty good guess. I would. Oh, that's yeah, a good I can one. I do that
1: too. He's I trying be to be. Can...
0: He's trying to be Damien from Mean Girls, guys. But he's yeah. um, it's listen. It's a last minute costume. Obviously, look, he's a last Harmaria minute type of guy. doesn't
1: even go here.
0: They just launched the carne asada. It's so good. Didn't they have carne asada before? Um, no, no. So they, they had steak before, but carne asada
1: is like it's different from steak. I've had it a couple times. It's all right. It's mm-hmm. all right.
0: All um, right, guys, let's go back into the episode. So, Zach, yeah, what people were you tuned in? People like, what? oh, yeah, they're talking about last night's episode. We're talking about Chipotle. We have more people watching now because we're talking about Chipotle than before. Maybe we should do a food podcast.
1: Yeah, tell us what your go-to is at Chipotle, and we'll shout you out in the comments. And if it sucks, we'll we'll rip you in the comments. Like, yeah, I if, like that. If, Everyone, if you come up with something whack, you're getting ripped.
0: Drop your guys' Chipotle orders. This is fucking important. We need to know. And even drop your location along with the Chipotle orders because I feel like it matters. You know, what's the Midwest tasting at Chipotle? What is the yeah. East Coast eating at Chipotle? What are the West Coasters having at Chipotle? So, so drop it all. Well, Chipotle started on the
1: West Coast, I think. Right? It, yeah, Colorado. It started out there, Colorado. Yeah, okay. Okay, and it' because my, my friend used to tour with um my friend used to well my, I guess he still does when they play my friend is in the Starting Line and when he was touring out on the West Coast it's called and living, the,
0: it, the Starting Line is that a band
1: you've never heard of the Starting Line no dude, sing something quick mm, come on that's really funny now I'm not going <laughs> to I'm a good singer that that's not me ducking it I can sing guys that um, feels like Zach
0: ducking it guys
1: anyways um. <laughs> He, he like went to Chipotle out there before it came here. And then when the first Chipotle opened in Montgomeryville, which you guys have no idea where that is, but it's near me where I live. Um, he was like, yo, we have to go here. This is like this is going to be the biggest thing ever. And there was a line out of the fucking building for, for the debut.
0: I am not surprised. Honestly, it was such a big hit. And up until like they had all the scandals, they were actually doing fantastic. And the fact that they didn't have to put uh, nothing. They literally put nothing into their marketing. Um, And then they had to do a bunch of damage control with all the problems that they had with the lettuce and the blah, 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 blah. So um, that that was where they started actually having to pump some money into marketing. But before that, it was just word of mouth. People like caught on i actually if you go to some of my old uh facebook photographs guys you might be able to find this i don't know if the albums are still public or not but i emailed chipotle when i was living in israel my first year and i asked them to come to israel they said no (laughs) but we had a very nice email exchange it was really beautiful she obviously understood my obsession with chipotle it was great also you can go scroll through some other photos and you might be able to find the year in which i dressed up as a chipotle burrito for halloween now that was a good year wow yeah that's that a costume score. right there i know i used to really be obsessed with chipotle i like was i didn't know with it. that yeah. i didn't know
1: that when i initiated this conversation
0: yeah you you actually didn't but it was one of my i mean now i've just i've sort of cut out so many foods that one eats a chipotle but i used to fucking love it i would go there i'd get like the cheese and everything involved and in california i don't know if you guys have this but you could do a quesadilla so you get them to make a quesadilla mm. and then they open it up fill it like a burrito and roll it God damn! Yeah, that shit's nuts. Case Shani, are you
1: actually—Shani actually looks kind of goth right now. I I really like. She looks like like a goth kid in in mm-hmm. high school, um, and I, I'm really digging it. I, I I think it's an awesome look.
0: Thanks. We go hand in hand. Goth kids in high school.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, man, I really want to get back to the challenge, but we're we're on <laughs> such great topics right now. I actually feel like <laughs> we are on the um, great topics. I actually feel like high school is. Uh, are goth kids still a thing at this point? I feel like society has shifted in a way where there's like no goth kids anymore. And it's really a shame.
0: You um, know? No, I think there's still goth kids. I mean, there is still the, the sort of goth look, but it's turned into like goth hipster, which I say, oh. I, I actually fall into that category from time to time. Cause I refuse to tan out for long periods of time. So I don't really mm-hmm. like, I can get tan because I get tan fast, but I don't sit out long. Um, and I'm usually very pasty And I always wear black. Like, I like black. And then I like bright color randoms.
1: I was friends with with goth kids when I was in high school. But, you know, from from afar, because I did think they were kind of weird. But really, as I got older, I realized they were just kids that wore very interesting clothing and listened to really good music. Yeah. Um, So i'm cool with that goth kids have great music taste guys if you
0: guys want some good clothing like goth style clothing but also just applicable to all because if you get just a few pieces from there and pair it with other stuff it looks very 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 chic and very sick is dolls kills i'm fucking obsessed with that website i literally have scrolled through i haven't i I, actually eva's bought something but i haven't bought anything yet but their clothes is so cool it's just amazing I know, Omaira. I know the quesarito is the worst thing to make. Obviously, it's hot. You're having to roll it, but it's so delicious. Oh,
1: this is great. We're we're getting uh, behind the scenes. It's so we're, delicious. We're getting like, yeah, like employee tea right now. That it sucks to make a quesarito. Uh
0: You're being, you're being. Zachy Maria is not around, but I'm a clown, so I represent the entire yeah. Car Maria and Stan community.
1: And Car Maria doesn't even go here, man. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just here to let you know that. <laughs>
0: oh my god i'm actually dying do a hand signal when you start talking about the challenge all <laughs> okay. right all right <laughs> we can start now let's go back in okay Zach, So, we what go. were you saying when you were slightly muted talking about turbo's fight give us your take on this
1: uh i pretty much said that i just agree with you there's not really much more i can add to it so wow, great. It, it was it was unimportant my mic was muted great um, excellent yo jack kara is not a goth Kara is such a fraud. Goth. Oh my god, don't even get me started. I guarantee you. Find me Honestly, I should do the dirt. I should dig and find someone who went to high school with Kara because I guarantee you that one she was not a goth. Two, she I bet you her parents are rich. I'm almost positive Kara comes from a wealthy family. I so she probably went like- to some kind of like private school.
0: I mean, um, she has a horse. I don't know if she bought it herself, but I feel like people who buy horses. she has horses. a fucking horse. Yeah. People who I've own horses before, to me are just but, rich. Uh,
1: yeah, middle, middle class people don't do equestrian, okay? That's an upper class <laughs> family in New England that owns a horse. Car was not goth. She wasn't a weirdo. Oh yeah, she She got Boston. cast on Fresh Meat too, and she tried to portray this weirdo thing.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Okay, whoa, whoa! I disagree with that first of all because we don't really know if she's a goth, but I would say she definitely was a weirdo. Like that was her. She. Uh, I mean, she I've didn't seen photos.
1: But I don't know if she was a weirdo. She was doing like model photos when she was eighteen. So.
0: Yeah, but you can be a weirdo model. I'm
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna do some digging. Re- remember when when there was the big controversy when someone supposedly and someone that we know supposedly dug into uh, Evelyn's past and posted it on Vevmo.
0: Yes, someone that we know <laughs> dug into Evelyn's past. So <laughs> so someone that we know actually dug into Evelyn's past because he knew someone who went to school with Evelyn. So I mean, there is ways to get to get information. That, that story
1: has has been disputed, but. Um... I mean, it's pretty compelling.
0: This comment section is really funny because our conversation tonight is just so.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm really sorry, guys. I'm tuned up. I'm drinking a, a spritzer.
0: I'm I eating definitely banana had some J before this.
1: My my son was dressed as Charlie Brown for oh, Halloween. It's just he so was cute. so cute, so adorable. If you guys don't follow me on social media at Zcal77. Then you're not going to be able to see my son dressed as Charlie. Can
0: wow, you believe probably. Zach is a dad, you guys? Zach has a child who he is responsible mm-hmm. for, like a human, mm-hmm. other human. Mm-hmm. In they're going to be spitting fire, like when they're I young. I could just, I could just see him. His first words are like, "Yo, Papa, where's Mama?"
1: I hope Papa. so. I listen to the, be- I listen to the best music with my son. It's awesome. Uh, we do everything very unconventionally. All right, guys.
0: Yeah, that that was my entire childhood. Okay, so let's go back into this. I wanted to give us, uh, just a, a one line in terms of Georgia's lingo when she said the word row because I know a lot of people get confused when they talk. That just means a fight in British slang. So if you guys hear that from them, that means that they're fighting. Although hopefully everybody is caught up enough on some of the British reality TV, so you're catching on to this shit because that stuff is good. You guys definitely need to watch that. And season three of oh, Love um, Island, which has Theo and Georgia, must be watched
1: for sure. Omira's saying that I deleted her off Facebook. I don't remember doing that. I might have. <laughs> Omira, hilarious. if I deleted you off Facebook, it's possibly because I was trying to eliminate people um, sharing my Facebook with certain people.
0: Oh, so, wow. Know. There's a lot of certain people discussions going on There's tonight.
1: There's a lot of <laughs> under-the-radar tea on this the, podcast right now,
0: the audio listeners are gonna be so annoyed. They're just gonna have no idea what's going on. Oh, Marcy, I really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, my my little bald fat kid.
0: All right, guys. So last thing within this fight uh, before we move on to the Zach and Nani conversation was just CT sipping his wine while everything was going down, which was such a priceless moment. It was very, you know, P- Vinny and Polly eating popcorn when the girls were fighting in the Jersey Shore house. I mean, it was just like such a great moment. I loved watching it. So if you guys didn't see that scene, you have to. You have to Go back and rewind to that moment. CT was hilarious. We should get a video and put it onto Twitter. It was priceless. Uh, And then we jump right into the Zach and Nani conversation. They're talking about how Turbo doesn't understand. And you just see the relationship between Zach and Nani, which I think is really cute. And also it shows how much Zach obviously loves Jenna because he's so close to Nani. Presumably because you know Nani and Jen are best friends, and he obviously has Nani's back in the house. And then we get into uh, the Cara Leroy Cam Ashley Ninja picnic table talk. And Good God, this was um, this was uh, frustrating for one big reason for me, in the fact that Leroy saying that he needs to align himself with the stronger numbers and that he, Paulie has the strongest numbers and that's who he has to go with, when Leroy is the single swing vote to create the numbers on either end of the spectrum. So whoever he goes with has the numbers. So him going against Nani is not because he has to be with the numbers, but because he is wanting to be on that side for some reason, whether it's Cam's influence because they're hooking up. Who knows? My mom is filming me again. Hello. Uh, and, and I have no idea what his real motivation is for choosing that side but literally he could be on either end he doesn't have to go with the numbers because he is the numbers he himself changes the entire game he changes every single vote if he votes with Josh and Tori and all of them I mean it flips the whole house around so he could very well be with Nani and still make it to the end and he would make it to the end with a stronger team Uh, not even a disputably stronger team like this is actually a stronger team without a doubt and so for him to for him to play up the card that it's about the numbers frustrates me because he is the single the single swing vote for this. He could change the power on either end. It's just weird.
1: I I just can't believe that Leroy has played this many seasons of the show, like double digit seasons, and he is a follower every season. He has this guy has never run an alliance. This guy has never been like top three in an alliance, he is always down the the ladder, and he's doing the same thing. It's embarrassing. It I can't believe it. And now he's sitting there at a table with four other people, I think, and he's last in that order. Yeah. And I don't even think Paulie was there, so then bump him even further down. And you can you can just see it. Do you really think there's going to be that many spots in the final for you, Leroy? I now don't know about that, homie.
0: That's that's actually one of the only reasons for which I understood why he would maybe go to that side is because physically he's stronger than most of that side, right? And so he would likely make the final over some of those other competitors there. But he's also not setting himself up to win the final in that case because he's going to go into the final with a weaker team versus a stronger team. I just don't know... Like there has to be, I mean, I understand that you could look at this from either ends of the spectrum. You could say Leroy is following whether or not he goes on one side or the other. And you could say he's leading, whether he goes on one side or the other or playing his own game, because at this point, um, you know, he's not with bananas. So everyone's going to say it's kind of his own game or he's following based on whose side they like. Right. But for me, it's more a matter of the fact that why choose a side with Kara, who sent you into elimination right before a final over a guy who she'd been hooking up with for a season why choose a side with someone like paulie and them who sent home your number one ally in the game why choose a side with a girl who basically you know you had this beef with or this romance that you then fell out with all of these reasons like there's so many reasons for him not to go on that side yet he's he's gravitated back to the Polly and Cara end. And it makes no sense. Why not choose a side with someone like Nani, who's been your best friend and who did your first ever TV show with you more than a decade ago, you know, with all of the other people who had your back, who were not trying to vote out your number one allies. Like it just, it doesn't make sense how this progression has gone. If the numbers were so drastic, like where Polly and Cara and it was versus like three of them on the other side, then I would get it. You know, it's really, you know, mob or die at that point, but it's not, it's really not. And so I just don't know what his major motivation was. And I'm actually curious to find out because I would love to be able to speak to him and ask him that question because it doesn't seem like numbers can really be the only reason. Jack is saying Cam. And honestly, to me, that's really the only thing I can, I can think of that it would be Cam because why else, like why else would that make any sense to you you know if i i don't know it just it just doesn't seem like it has any logic to it and people just hate that he's aligned with Kara, says jessica but it's less that he's just aligned with Kara, like as a person that everybody hates and more why is he aligned with someone who backstabbed him so severely yes
1: um irving to to answer your question i'm not criticizing Leroy as much about because yes you're right no matter what way he goes he's on the bottom of the totem pole my issue is that why are you? But not always... really.
0: But yeah, not really. Like, like, because Nani did, would have Leroy. How does Leroy... Zach
1: find a way? How does Zach find a way to stay in between alliances and be like higher up on the priority list? Every like he's Zach's never in. But
0: danger. Leroy wouldn't actually be bottom if you think about the fact that Nani is. To Nani, Leroy is her number one in that house. Zach would be her number two, right? Because Leroy is closer to Nani, and Zach is close to Nani because of Jenna and all of that. But but to Nani, Leroy is for sure her number one. Is there anybody on the Kara side that can say that Leroy is their number one in that house? I don't think so. No, I don't think so at all.
1: Number one, Kaylee's Cam's number one.
0: Yeah. So, so exactly. So, you know what I mean? So we have to think about it in that way and that I don't actually think he would be further down. He would still be close to the bottom, maybe. Sure. Maybe the, you know, the last few, but he would have someone who has his back fully. And that's a really important thing to have in the house. I don't know. It's just, it's weird. You know, I, I'm going to go with Jack on this and say that it's really because of Cam because I guess, you know, a girl can have that kind of a swaying power on a guy. But other than that, just there is no more... I can't think of anything rational.
1: There's very few players I can think of that have played, let's say, seven, eight seasons or more and have never like run an alliance, never been at the top, like never been like one of the top people in an alliance that ran the game ever. I'm thinking like Leroy and Robin. That's Mm -hmm. pretty much it. If you think about all the people that have appeared on these seasons.
0: (laughs) She tried. Bless her heart.
1: they have all been in power positions, and Leroy has never been in the power position because he's such a willing follower, and it ends for him ev- the same way every time. Vendettas is one of the biggest screw jobs in recent challenge memory where, where Kara chose Kyle over Leroy to go to the finals, and then Leroy had to go into elimination against Brad. It was fucked up. I liked it at the time
0: for entertainment, but it was still like I would never go and and he
1: willingly comes back and works with that person again. And how can you trust a person after Mm. they do that to you? Yeah, unless you're just like like unless you're so incapable of running a game yourself that you have to go right back to them. Uh, Dirty 30 Leroy got squeezed out because he was in because he he was he just wasn't important enough for for people to not say his name in in that Veronica vote where, where she where Britney tried to use the burn the burn vote that and was then Veronica beautiful. was like well I'm just going to say Leroy. That was because a beautiful move by Veronica. It was a genius move Oof. and it was an and it was it she was able to do it because Leroy never goes into a house with stroke. Bottom line
0: Um, Jessica, yes, but why can't he skate to the final on another side where he'll have a better chance to win it because he'll be with a stronger team? Yeah,
1: Jessica, I I, I hate people skating to the final. I fucking hate it.
0: Why skate? I don't mind people skating to the final, but why skate? why skate Why skate with a team that has done you wrong before? It just makes no sense to me. Um... So Marcy is asking, but Nani would lose in an elimination. Therefore, you know, I'm assuming that's in response to her being a great ally for Leroy. And to that, I say, if they had the numbers, she's not going into elimination. And if Leroy would just switch his vote and go onto that side, then they would have the numbers and then she would never have to go into elimination. There are so many girls on Team USA who could go into elimination before Nani if Leroy just flip-flopped. You got Ashley, you have Kara, you have Ninja, you have Cam. I mean, that's a whole long list. There's more girls that could go in on the other side than there would be if Leroy uh, goes over. So Nani would actually be in a better position and therefore allow her to be an even more powerful ally to him if she just let it. Anyways, I'll be the outcast here and ship Leroy. I still like Leroy as a person. Don't get me wrong. This has nothing to do with him. I just think it's a bad Jessica, move. Jessica, stick
1: around. We're gonna be shipping Theo in this episode. Um, hardcore. We love Theo. Theo is an entertaining guy. So, anyways, at this um, at this meeting between all the girls, um, my 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 issues were many. First and foremost, Ashley, Ashley, I have really grown to not like you on this season based on. The way that you're acting in the season and combining that with the way that you acted outside of the season. I- I'll be honest, I'm a couple we're a couple weeks past the thing with her and Scott. And are you Challenge still Mania. sour about it? <laughs> it's it's not sitting well with me because I watch her on the show and I just don't get it. I feel like she completely contradicted herself because mm. she's trying to snipe all these people in her confessionals, which I get is a part of the show and as a part of entertainment. But if that's what you're doing, how are you gonna try and act holier than now on Twitter about it? Um, it, it's it's really not sitting well with me, um, and her saying that she would want to run a final with anybody on Team USA except for Jordan, are you kidding me? Mm,
0: mm.
1: Are you kidding me? Because really? they don't
0: like him, so obviously they don't yeah, get along exa- with him. Yeah, they're is...
1: they're they're playing with with that emotion. They're they're not playing with their heads, and that's really what Jordan's trying to preach. Is like he's not trying to play with emotion. He's trying to say he's trying to just be like, yo, I just I'm trying to I'm playing for money. And this is how I play when I play for money. Um, The other thing that stood out to me, did anybody else notice that Cara Maria was drinking out of her own branded water bottle with her name on it?
0: Like an engraved water bottle or her own branded water bottle? She was drinking out of a water
1: bottle that said Cara Maria on it. Okay. I don't know if that's like some brand that she's hawking. That's like a band wearing wearing their own t-shirt.
0: I literally wear my face like all, I wear that shirt out sometimes now.
1: Listen, didn't sit right with uh, me all right <laughs> car the car it says Kara. i wanted to get this with a monogram i
0: wanted to get this with the shawnee no
1: monogram's different listen if you got like if you got s whatever your middle name is s on monogrammed on S-C-S. there yes uh it, your parent your parents should have done triple s
0: um, yeah, well, I actually, so, funny story. This is actually a good one. Um, I was blank blank Suisa until I was like 12 or 13. Cause my parents didn't fill out my name on the birth certificate when I was at the hospital. Cause they didn't do the baby naming yet. What? So then my parents just left it that way until like I had to renew a passport or something years later, they had to fix it. So then I have, so I have two birth certificate pages because one is like the original and then the other is with the name edition. It's really funny. That, so that is wacky. So when I got it, when I got my actual name done, I added in another middle name, which is the Hebrew name of both my grandmas. It's the same one, which is Shoshana. So I put that in there. So I am technically SSS.
1: Okay, I'm good with that. Shoshana, I like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Shades of Inglorious Bastards. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Kara, big bold letters on there. Jessica, I disagree. Jordan is not playing with emotion. Jordan is saying Kara... I don't think you're as good as you say you are. Ninja, you suck. Zach, you're good. Ashley, you're pretty good. Like he, that's what he's doing. He's playing strictly they, from a game. They sense.
0: all complimented Cam at one point. So I really liked when they said that, you know, when yeah. they were like, Cam is not the weakest girl at all. Cam shows up during the challenges. I loved when Zach was, uh, was saying that. And Jordan was also in agreeance to all of that. So, yeah. um, You know, there is a difference between showing emotion and playing with emotion. And I think that's important to differentiate as well. Because Jordan's obviously showing emotion. We're not delusional. Like, we can see that he is showing emotion. He shows a lot of, like, just sass and anger and that, you know, sort of spice that he has that comes inside of him. Uh, But he's not playing with emotion. And that's the big difference. Now, I don't know... I don't know what's exactly going to happen now because I'm assuming Jordan's going to go into elimination and I'm assuming he's going to turncoat as well. I mean, he at this point, yep. I feel like he has to. Uh, is Zach going to do the same? Is Leroy ever going to see an elimination? Is this going to be a great move for him down the road? Uh, will he be able to actually finish the final? I mean, that's going to be another question to ask. So we won't really know how all this is going to play out in, you know, down the road. I will say that within this whole like beef that they have on Team USA, I don't see... I don't see the winning – I don't see, like, Cara and them winning this after that. You know what I mean? If they go into the final against a really strong Team UK side, if, for example, Jordan and all of them switch over, I just don't see them beating them. So we'll see how it plays out. I'm excited. Uh, I hope that things work out good for Tori and Jordan because I actually like them, Uh, but but we'll see. And if they work out good for Leroy, you know, like even if I didn't like his move right now and even if I don't like his gameplay currently, I would still be happy because I actually have always wanted Leroy to fucking win one. So either way, I'd be happy if Leroy wins.
1: Do you have any info, Marcy, wants to know on Julie Chen's mystery... Big Brother post that
0: she's doing? Okay, so everybody is saying that it's going to be a winter edition, a winter all-star season, and the only reason mm. I think it's possible that that could be true is because Survivor is doing the all winter season. So maybe, yeah. you know, across board on CBS, they're like, we got to throw in some all-stars, we have to do something along this lines, but is it actually true? I don't know. I am praying to God that the actual regular Big Brother season that's coming up, 22, is not all-stars, because that means that like myself won't get casted, um, which would really suck. So hopefully mm. it is just a winter season. There was though a picture of Mike Boogie, and I cannot imagine that Mike Boogie is going to come back for All Stars. The guy was like arrested. He's been down in his down in the dumps for so long. Like I can't imagine <laughs> that he's in any sort of state to play Big Brother now. Maybe he maybe he actually does want to come back because he needs the cash so bad. I mean I don't know. But it would be weird to see him. He's probably like 60 now. How old is Mike Boogie now? 50, 60. He's just, and he's, I don't like him at all. So hopefully, you know, he's not on the cast list if they end up do, you know, if they end up having it and it's all the Julie Chen posts. People are probably confused, actually, as to what we're talking about. So Julie Chen, she's the host of Big Brother USA, and she posted Halloween costumes of all of the uh, Big Brother, like all of her favorites, all these big popular fan favorites that people would want to see on a theoretical all-star season. And so she dressed up as them and posted pictures from the Big Brother diary room. And people are thinking that this is either her hinting towards an all-star season, and that's the rumor that's going on. So We'll see how this plays out. I don't even know, but uh, let's answer Jessica's question. I do have a question that I actually want answered during this podcast. Has Tor won a challenge and how many sessions has she done? I'm not trying to be shady. Seasons has she done, I'm guessing, it was that. Um, yeah, so I'm assuming this she's is a talking big, about
1: Tori Deal. Yeah,
0: this is a big topic that I actually wrote down in our notes. We'll talk about it now. Uh, everybody is commenting online as to why is the house hyping up Tori so much. And so what we're not seeing every single day is them working out every morning, them working out every night, um, them actually competing in the challenges. Cause we haven't been able to see these individuals shine on a daily challenge properly yet. The only one that we really saw an individual time for was the swimming challenge and a little bit today with wrestling, but I mean, it was so minor, you know, we haven't seen them compete solo to the point where we can say that's the badass of the season, that's the person yep. who's killing it and who's the best. But the cast can, they can see when they're lugging the crates on, who's running back and forth, who's bringing the most crates, who's not stopping, who's never complaining, who's swimming the fastest, who's, you know, who's who's pushing it, who's working out multiple times a day and all of that. So if every single person in the House, including Pauly, including Cara, including all these people are saying that, you know, Tori is the strongest female and every single person on the other side has seemed to come to agree that Tori is the strongest female, then that to us should say that, you know, Tori has been doing the best. And by a mile, I mean, look at how much better nobody's mentioning anybody else is the best female anywhere apart from maybe Georgia on Team UK. You know, no one's even been spoken about with remotely the same hype as Tori has this season. So that's what I think we're missing. And that's what I think people are, uh, are not seeing, you know. And and so for everybody in the House to agree that Tori is the strongest, I think we have to take that. We have to understand that that's what they're seeing firsthand. She went from someone who on her first challenge at the time of Dirty 30 was working out maybe a few times a week to now working out multiple times a day. Uh, and And that's a big difference. And so they're seeing that kind of improvement.
1: Robert says Jasmine over Tori. This is really funny. So we're not um, saying,
0: but you guys are you guys are arguing something that we're not arguing. We're not saying Tori has the best challenge record. Neither yeah. is everybody in the house. They're saying she's currently the strongest female on the team. And if everybody in the house agrees to that, I don't know how everybody here can disagree to that. You know what I mean? I have
1: to give Tori props because I, you know, being a former vocal critic of hers, had always said that my issue, was um, one, all the praise that she was getting from the fans outside of the show that she hadn't earned yet, but more so it was, I didn't like her confessionals. I I didn't like her personality that she was putting on. I thought it was too over the top. It was forced. It was scripted. I thought she was trying to be funnier than she is. Um, And she has dropped that this season. Mm. You you still see some shades of it, but due to the nature of the season, the fact that she's on the outs, the fact that she's actually having to show some emotion... And be pissed off. Um, I find her to be a more likable character this season, and now she's actually going into eliminations and get and getting shit done. You know, she had to take out a a, a really solid player last night. So 100%. I have to give Tori. Yeah, I have to give Tori props.
0: But I don't know how people can say. I don't know how people can say that she's not the strongest when everyone in the house is agreeing that she's the strongest. She is. Paulie they are, agreed. Paulie agreed. They're the ones who are actually seeing them every single day. So if they all agree that she's the strongest, how can we even remotely argue it? We're not seeing it, uh, you know. And and so so I think that's important to 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 recognize if if somebody who's even on that alliance is acknowledging that Tory is the strongest, and that's something that we have to that's something we have to acknowledge. We can't just let that slide uh, by. I'm-
1: yeah, I'm not going to say it myself and uh, we're going to see we're going to see in season 35 that she's not even the strongest Tory. So, um side note, I have um I have Pluto TV on right now on on mute in the Ooh, room with me so I'm I'm just I I, I have a, obviously a challenge season on in the background. It's the Battle of the Seasons final, Battle of the Seasons 2012 and Devin she is flopping so hard in this final. Poor Sarah I've I've actually heard Sarah say before that if if she could redo Battle. If she could redo Battle of the Seasons, she would have like, you know, she would have tanked a mission to get rid of uh, JD and, and Devin. Yeah, but and then they she weren't, feels like her and Chet alone could have won the season.
0: Sarah was way too nice that season. They were trying to be too unified yeah, as a exactly. team. They weren't that, playing strategy.
1: Yeah, that, that's like a hindsight thing, right? So she looks back on it now and she sees that. But And, and obviously she's also, <laughs> you look back and you see, she's you're watching the final and Devin is just flopping really hard. That's a it's a damn shame. I I I, I know that watching this the, the first time I was absolutely pulling for my girl Trichelle. I was I was pulling for Trichelle and Dustin. Um, I'm a huge Trichelle stan all timer. I would I would go nuts if she ever came back.
0: I don't think she ever would. She's so over this shit. I mean, maybe if they offered her a nice big paycheck. Yeah,
1: she hated the... Yeah, she had a really bad production experience. They did not like that
0: one. Okay, so back to the Daily Challenge. We're going with uh, Incoming, the weirdest, almost the lamest name they've used for a Daily Challenge yet. Uh, and before TJ gets into the instructions, of the daily challenge, he gives the announcement that turbo is not going to come back and he lets everybody know. And he also calls them all hotheads, which I thought was hilarious. So he's like, Jordan, Josh, Polly, like, and they were like, yeah. And he's like, you guys are all fucking hotheads. And I love that line. I love when TJ puts them in their place like that, which I thought was great. Uh, And then he gives the instructions. So basically, there's a giant mud pit. It's played in two heats, a girl's heat and a guy's heat, with each heat having four rounds. TJ throws a bomb, like this giant ball, into the middle of the pit to start off the round. There's either one or two less bombs in each round. So in the final round, only three people will remain. Now, here is our first mention of a survivor comparison. Because on on last night's challenge, they evened out the teams and that's something that I've been messaging to Zach as one of the biggest differences I see during the survivor competitions they always even out the teams you always sit out a certain number of players if your team or your tribe has more people and it always it then creates a completely even playing field per challenge so every time you go there it's not like this massive disadvantage if you lost someone the day before which is a big deal
1: yeah uh, one of the most egregious examples of 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 a challenge you know daily mission being over before it started was the first daily on invasion between the champs and the um and and the rest of the cast uh where the champs were down two players and they were essentially playing like football they were playing a football style game and the champs were playing with two less players and they didn't even out the teams so they just they literally had no shot at winning Um, that it's stuff like that, that the show has done in the past where you would actually create better television and more even competition by just evening out the teams, make people Mm. sit out.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, there is one argument though, in the fact that on the challenge, that's part of the advantage for a team is like building up more players, but I think it's stupid. And I much prefer the survivor method. Yes. All right. Team USA. So team USA sits out Nani, Ashley, and Polly. I mean, they didn't choose that. They were just randomly done, but I thought that was a pretty good pick for them. I mean, they got their two smallest girls out, um, which is great. So they had their big, strong females inside of the mud pit. Um, And I mean, they did pretty well. You know, they kind of... Team USA was sort of at a a disadvantage because Rogan has played rugby so often. Uh, Joss is like made for this kind of a sport. We've, you know, we saw it when he wrestled against Derek. So um, I... I was excited for Team UK to be able to, you know, finally have a chance at one of these. I didn't think their females would do as good as they did, but they fucking killed it. Um, so the Team UK they swept USA. I mean, they did really well. They won their heat for the men, and then the women came in and they also killed it. And you had Kaylee who essentially ran a ball out of the ring every single time except for the final final no, round untouched. of that heat. I mean, nobody was even. Looking at her, I think what she did was she always picked the ball that was furthest away so she didn't have to go in to make contact and just ran it right out, which strategy-wise was obviously very smart. Uh, Did she want to, like, get in there and get dirty? Eh, Not so much, but uh, that's understandable to some extent. Um, But she, she really was untouched the entire time. I was shocked. I was shocked no one caught on after the second round.
1: I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think maybe at first it was an intentional strategy by the US to say, all right, you know, obviously they're going to get some balls. Let Kay- at least let Kaylee get one. We'll deal with her later. But then, uh, you know, once you lost the numbers in that game, it was pretty much over for you. So mm-hmm. Kaylee was able to just, you know, help them out all the way to the end. Obviously, some people are going to want us to talk about um, the fact that this daily challenge actually gave the alliance that we've been so critical of a chance to show out um, and. People are saying that Jordan, uh, he flopped in, in this challenge. Jordan was the first male out, which, which essentially swung the game to the point that, that, that the males weren't going to win that heat after he went out first. And so Jordan was the first male out for the U.S. and Kara was the last female out for the U.S. Uh, how do you feel about that?
0: I think he was trying to get into the ring a bit too much and try and like help out physically in the competition. Whereas I think he should have pulled back and taken a strategy like Kaylee did and literally run for the furthest ball and just sprinted it out because Jordan's a really fast runner and I could see him mm-hmm. having done that. But I, I he just got too involved into the middle of the pit. So um, I don't like I, I I don't like the strategy that he used and I think he was going more uh, along with everyone else and so that's where I think his, his my, my personal came. stance.
1: Um- sure i'm i yeah jordan uh he underperformed in this and he did not use the best strategy because yeah he ended up having to spar with with ct and a couple other guys that are you know bigger than him size-wise and he you know he he ended up losing and swinging the game what i don't like is the very very um, predictable spin in the confessionals from Ashley. And then from, from all the, all the fans afterwards, like, Oh, Jordan, you talk all this game and then you flopped. It's like, okay. It, it's, it's literally one game, one daily where, um, I yeah, don't know. It, it just went a certain way. The thing it do, is it we, doesn't write the narrative for me.
0: We, for example, right with cam, when we were going through all of her eliminations, we were not discrediting her, like her entire elimination record based on one moment, right? It was this compound, yeah. like all of these eliminations that compounded into um, us questioning whether or not her elimination record should stand as highly as it does, right? And this is something that a lot of people have discussed, even really big camp fans. So it's not, it, it did, it wasn't just one instance. And I don't think that you can judge someone based on one moment. Do I think he could have done better? Yeah, but I really think he needed to rethink the strategy on, on how he played that game. And I think that was his biggest fault i don't necessarily think the physical was his biggest fault
1: so far this episode was um this episode was competitively the low point of the season for jordan because he did not perform well in the daily and then in the um in the elimination deliberation and the way it all played out you know he came up short there Mm -hmm. as well because uh you know he he got squeezed by the numbers and his closest ally ended up going in so obviously it was not a, a great episode for him performance wise. I will say he did have some shining moments from from my side uh, from, from my um, perspective which we'll talk about. Um, and then Kara in the Daily challenge yes obviously Kara performed well and this was definitely and she her high point hard definitely her high point. this was yeah this was her high point you know without having to deal with all the other stuff and you actually get to see her for once do something. In recent seasons, that backs up what everybody says to her, but like this style daily, you know what it required. It plays into Kara's strengths. That those are Kara's strengths. It's upper body. That's 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 what it is. Upper body and grip strength. That's what Kara's entire game is based around. So this played into her strengths, and she went in there and she got to show out. So I'm I'm good with that. Jessica, I see you in the comments. I don't think I'm avoiding her quote unquote greatness. I'm sitting here uh, giving her. A compliment for i feel like right? i have to
0: argue that point because i don't know if mm. it depends so a physical elimination combat one-on-one right depending on who they're going against i wouldn't say that's Kara's specialty right if she was going against laurel for example in like an x battle i would give that to laurel or an emily or an evelyn i would still give that to any of those people right but if Kara was going up against them for like a tug of war or one of those kind of physical eliminations I would probably give that or at least favor Kara as possibly winning one of those so I think that's more her strength so I don't know if like hand to hand combat is really Kara's strength per se I will say this was just definitely her highlight but if this is her highlight and she is like the greatest player ever then that's just not that's not good enough you can't have this be your it's only moment it's not good enough
1: and I I agree if if this is what Kara Maria defender wants to hang his hat on that she like fought really hard in this competition that they still lost. That's cool. That's like posting, you know, a basketball highlight on on Twitter when a guy goes up and, and does this crazy move in the air and almost posterizes someone, but then misses the dunk. And then you're like, oh my God, he almost took that guy's soul. But you missed the fucking dunk. You know, sw- swim, Jessica, I, I have to say, I mean, I, I don't think swimming is car's only weakness. I, I, I think there is, like, I think mentally... She can be a very weak player. Like you, you have. I, she's pretty much broken down and cried in every final she's ever been in. And on top of that, she had. She pretty. You know, she's not easy to work with. You go back to Final Reckoning with Marie, where they where they flopped and.
0: I'd be able to work yeah. with Jordan a lot more than I'd be able to work with Kara. Would everybody be able to work with Jordan as well as me? I really don't think so. It's obviously clear that that's not the case. Um, but I do think he's more of a team player. He's wanting to get the strongest people to the final. He's not wanting to bring along all these girls that are dragging on the team. I mean, it's just true. Um, okay. Okay. Let's move on. Let's go into uh, the end of this challenge here because there were some fine moments of this daily that we have to discuss. Georgia taking that ball from Ninja was priceless. I don't think Ninja re- like Ninja didn't realize she wasn't aware enough that she had to actually be in the end zone as opposed to just touching the the string. So Georgia capitalized on that moment. She grabs the ball and uh, and scores that point and and kicks out Ninja for that round, which I thought was great. And right then and there was Zach's favorite and moment then we of the night. Get- Theo saying, the get out part. of here, Ninja. It's fucking priceless.
1: Oh, you guys, my God. Theo, I'm not going to say that he hates Ninja. I see that they communicate on Twitter and stuff. So I, I know that there's there's some good natured communication. But in the two seasons that they have done together, Theo has been the one to point out every time that Ninja flops and she comes in with a reputation that she never lives up to you know, that last year when, when she, uh, in the, the rope swinging mission that Polly got purged on where she fell the first time and Theo was like, Ninja, you're this big, bad climber. You, you do all this Ninja warrior stuff. You, you just fell in the water. Like he did that. And you can always tell that he's kind of keeping an eye on Ninja. And the fact that she's always falling short of the reputation that people set forth for her. And then when this happened and once again, Ninja just showing a lack of an athletic background, a, a lack of, of certain skills here, getting manhandled by Georgia and then dropping the ball in place for Georgia to recover and score. That's as beautiful. Theo's right there to, to just give her the boot. Get out of there, Ninja! It was I watched, beautiful. I took video of it and I watched it like 20 times. It was so funny.
0: Uh, Jessica, I, I think Cam ticks most of the boxes too. I think Cam is, I would say Cam is. I would say Cam is like the second strongest female on, maybe the second or third between her and Ashley. Like, yeah, I would say Tori's stronger, um, but I would say Cam is just there. Uh, But I'm not saying Tori's well rounded because she swims. I'm saying Tori's well rounded because that's what every single person in the house has vouched for. So that's really where it comes from. As far as
1: I know, Cam can't, uh, you know, Cam could possibly be a liability running and swimming.
0: I thought Cam Cam was a decent runner. I think she's a decent runner. And eating,
1: and she can't eat either.
0: Oh, I can't eat for shit. I, that would be my biggest I, liability. I, I would not. I would. not yeah, I think Cam is is
1: mostly Cam's mostly strength based here, and and you saw no, that in the challenge when you proved Jenny.
0: I think Cam can run. I've we've never heard complaints about Cam not running or her endurance whatsoever. If anything, well, she's proven that she's got pretty good say. endurance on a lot of the daily challenges that have happened. So I'm not so sure about that one, but um, but I would rank her like just below that. I'd rank her higher than Nani for sure okay so let's go let's go into Kaylee being the speaker because this was quite a situation so obviously team UK wins the U- the girls they blew it out as well they killed it um, at the end it was really just uh, Kaylee and who else was it against Kaylee and D against Kara took them a little bit of time but they got the they got the bomb quote unquote um, and Kaylee ran it out uh, Kaylee became the speaker this was like a huge. This was a debacle in my eyes. I do love that Team UK speaks up aggressively when it comes to these moments. I think Team USA needs to do this a lot more. Like, they actually actively take their game into their own hands. And when these kind of situations are about to happen where somebody's going to get chosen for something that they just don't want them to be picked for or would be horrible for their game, they speak up about it. They don't just let it happen. And then they're like, oh, that sucks. You know, so-and-so is the speaker. So, Kaylee becomes a speaker by a vote. TJ gets so mad at everybody yelling and screaming that he's just like, shut up, take a vote. Um, And it basically comes down to CT uh, voting for Kaylee, obviously. And, and, you know, he's pretty much chosen his alliance and he's chosen his side. Um, And then Kaylee picks Jenny and Joss. And I knew the second she picked Joss, that this was just going to be a disaster for Georgia because Joss is so close to Kaylee Joss is to Kaylee what Leroy needs to be to Nani. Like
1: that, I, I see what you're saying. Do you there. know what I
0: mean? Joss will follow Kaylee to the ends, right? Because he trusts her judgment. He's with her. He he wants to like play this game. They've been so close for so many years that to him it's like more fun to play along her side, right? And I just feel like if Leroy was a bit more like that to Nani, things would be more in our favor as viewers. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But Joss is a great friend. I think Joss is a fantastic friend to 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 Kaylee. Joss is one of those people who's so like he's such a straight shooter that to him he you could see the inner, tor- inner turmoil that he had just even coming to this decision to be able to even send in Georgia. So the fact that he was doing it, he really was putting in all of his trust into Kaylee. Um and and you know that shows a good friend. That shows a really fucking good friend. Um. Okay. So after Kaylee's the speaker, we go back home and we have Nani and Leroy and they, you know, they just start fighting again. Obviously, you know, it's, it's this back and forth that's happening throughout the season because, um, you know, they're having this beef One's on one side, blah, blah, blah. And they just keep arguing about the same things. And I, I, it's sad. It's sad to watch. They were such good friends. I watched their Las Vegas season. I love their Las Vegas season. I wish that they were in this house and being a United duo. Like, It'd be cool if they were secretly playing both sides, but they're not doing that, you know? They're not like this duo coming in there as this mad powerhouse couple alliance trying to play either end and have them all fight each other. Instead, they're fighting within themselves, and that's that's sad to me to watch. Oh,
1: Leroy. I, I'm at a loss Kaylee us. and
0: emotional like Nani, though. Yeah, Kaylee's not as emotional as Nani, but, I mean, I think for Nani, this is deeper because she's been on the challenges so much more. So for her, it's like... I don't know. I feel like there's so much more emotion. Whenever we see these people come back, there's so much more emotion when they're coming to compete because they have had so many chances to win and they haven't yet. So there's so much pressure. Also, I feel like they want to stop doing the challenge, but they still want to win. Right. So they and then they keep having to come back because they just want to win, win. but they're not like into it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh okay so um then we go to the tribunal and this is where Team USA votes in Tory. We obviously knew that they were going to do this based on what they were talking about before. But I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you think if Jordan had asked some of the other people on the tribunal for their vote before he asked Leroy that they would have said Nani and then he would have had to switch over and not say Nani and therefore say Ninja? Because he would have never said Nani's name, and he, you know, burning a vote at that point would have been—it's an
1: interesting point, but I think it was locked. I think it was locked with the main alliance because they were fully buying into the fact. Tory made it known. Um, well, no, no. So, so I, I, I think that i was gonna say that Tory made it known she was gonna switch but that was until after she got elected but i think it was mm. i think they kind of had this thought out the whole way that all right we're gonna vote in Tory, and then we're gonna make them vote in georgia tori will probably switch and then you know it'll just be a one for one i i think that was good that was the plan the whole way
0: yeah i feel it has cam written all over it this is like such a cam yeah. plan so i could i could see that being the case Um, So anyways, they all end up voting in Tori. There was lots of fighting going on, back and forth, nonstop. And, you know, again, we have them reiterating that Tori is like the strongest female. So I just like how much recognition she's getting within the house, whether or not the fans see it, because... I agree we haven't had a chance for us to see Tori's strength in all of you know the ways that she can display it, but uh, the House definitely seems this, to see it. I, I mean, um, this
1: tribunal was heated, though, man, like from from this point on and crazy. then into the fight afterwards, my my heart was was thumping, you know, like like you're you're on the edge of your seat watching this. And I, I was sitting there like, God. I am way too emotional. Like I am not someone who gets emotionally invested in a lot of stuff. And I'm so emotionally invested in this show because I'm getting so annoyed Mm. watching this fucking majority alliance of people that I can't stand running this game because everyone's playing so dumb. And I'm sitting there just like, God, I can't take this. I can't take it. And it it was really getting me. It, it, It was getting me last night.
0: Obviously we love that side. So that's who we're gonna be rooting for. So it does get fucking yeah. frustrating, but um but it's even more frustrating because I just I was so excited for Leroy and Nani to come back in. And so for them to be on such opposite ends of this. It's just disappointing. It sucks. I thought we were going to get like a killer Vegas alliance going on and, you know, we're not getting any of that. They're not even getting giving us a morsel. Like, we're not even seeing happy Nani and Leroy moments. It's just such a shame. I could have developed into so much more and Leroy has so much power and he's not doing it. If he just switched over the one vote removing one vote from that side, giving it to the other, then boom, you know what I mean? Like he has so much, he has so much power in this moment and he's not taking it. And I see that as where Nani's frustration really lies because she sees that. She sees that essentially her, wow, it's actually just funny what I just realized that while Kara chose a guy she was hooking up with, Kyle, instead of Leroy, Now Leroy is choosing a girl he's hooking up with, Cam, instead of Nani. So he's doing he's doing exactly what he hated Cara did to him to Nani. So I don't know. It's a little bit. It's a little bit sad. It's a little bit sad. In a way, it's human nature. Love is love. It'll sway you in a multitude of directions. And I think Cam is a great manipulator. She's got the chat she has you know when she's when she's arguing her point she can argue it very well and so i could see leroy just being like yeah yeah okay get it i get it just trying to you know get the convo over with and just being like okay well she's right i'm just gonna follow this um so you know zach had
1: one of my my favorite quotes of the episode and it came a little later after all of this i think it came during the elimination but he said paulie and car maria have turned the season of the challenge into a camp for layups and it's so true It's so true. I mean, there's just so many people that have allowed them to run like they're running a Ponzi scheme, essentially. That that's 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 the way that their game is right now. They are running a Ponzi scheme, and so many people have bought into it. And it's it's just it's unbelievable to see the UK team so sold on this this thing of of maintaining their numbers and. You just you just know like they're all gonna get screwed in the end. All the people on it just feels like so many of the people on that side that are buying into this are just they're just gonna get screwed. I I I can't believe this. They're just allowing the US team to stop them. I, I'm,
0: I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of like a season where um the weaker people were running the team. And to me, the best example I can think of Zach is one of your favorite gameplays of all time, which is Tori on mm-hmm. a cutthroat, because you cannot deny that Tori was not the strongest player. She was for sure politically, but physically absolutely not at all. And, and they kept sending in, you know, Camilla and Brandon nonstop yep. into eliminations and, it's you know, I mean, they didn't screw their team over because they still won in the end and they had a great strong bunch to go off of. And she was saving a bunch of guys instead of saving a bunch of girls um, for a physical final, which they used to be back then. And so I don't know, like, I can't think of.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a great point. I'm trying
0: to think of other times where that's happened, but that's that was one of your favorite gameplays. So the fact that it's not necessarily your favorite now. Yeah, there is obviously bias at play in that, and that's something that you definitely need to acknowledge because Jessica's gonna rip you a lie. Well, th-
1: thinking about that and and
0: the way it went, it, it was it was more so. Um,
1: also, Tori did you know she did go into an elimination during Cutthroat and 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 won, um, but it was more.
0: Okay, she did do that. I forgot about it. Was it was, it was
1: more so the the way that she was she went into the game. And she said, you know, my husband has been playing this game for so long. And all he wants to do is win. And honestly, he's not smart enough to figure out how to fucking do it. So I'm going to do it for him. And I love that. And and really, if that's that's what Car was doing for Pauly, if Car was like, you know what? I'm dating Pauly and I want to legitimize him and I'm going to carry him to this win and have him stop doing the shit that he does so that he can win. I would feel I would feel a certain way about that. I would feel different about it, but I mean, she's just literally like following Pauly in lockstep, and it's a fucking joke. Like, Cutthroat was entertaining. Be- well, it's
0: super possible. She, it's super possible she's trying to do that. She's just not being Cutthroat honest about was enter- it. So we don't I know. Just,
1: I don't see it. Like, you see the way that she fucking talks to people about Pauly. Please stop talking to my boyfriend and being obsessed with my. Like, it, she's like a fucking middle schooler. Tori, um Cutthroat was entertaining because her and Brad were at odds with each other and she was like I, I don't fucking care if you don't like it brad i'm i'm literally doing this so that you can She was win like his mom she was yeah. like his mom and and th- also the the thing that i love in the wake of of Tori's casting announcement is that people are like you know everybody always ripped tori because she like you know really picked on camilla during cutthroat but look at it now it looks great it's like oh yeah we've been know that camillas of uh, you know a, a, a racist whatever that everybody says about her and they're like can we really be mad at Tori for for constantly sending Camilla in after the person that we saw in later seasons? No, we
0: definitely No, no, we de- we definitely can't be mad at her after the fact, especially now knowing Camilla, right? But but I just don't like I don't know. Okay, Irving Ooh, obviously agrees Irving, with you saying that I love Tori it. was the strongest on that team. But I just don't Listen, know Listen, I really agree the with that. Two girls, I think was their Only strongest. two
1: girls on cutthroat who I think could have beaten Tori in any of those eliminations were Laurel and Emily. And those are two top five all-time girls.
0: And Camilla. Uh, maybe. I think Camilla could have beat Tori for I, I think sure.
1: Tori, I think Tori could have worked Camilla.
0: We'll you see. Know, I, I don't know. Camilla had more pounds on her back then. She would have taken Tori in anything that's physical. That's an interesting
1: one. That, she would have th- taken her. That's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. close. But, um, yeah, So uh, I believe Tori beat... Who did Tori beat in elimination on Duel 2? Somebody looked that up for me. I think it was Jen. I, I think she it. took out Jen on Duel 2.
0: She w- she did have some shining moments, I will say. But, but, again, the big difference, though, for me in that and why I'm actually okay with Tori's gameplay a little bit more than what's currently going on is that she was building a strong-ass team to win the final. That was, for me, the biggest difference, that she was mm-hmm. rounding up... A pure strength and endurance on her team so that way she would be able to win at the end and that's not necessarily what they're doing now um which is really like my biggest dilemma because i don't feel like they're playing this to win i feel like they're playing to make the final which people have argued is the same thing as playing to win because you have to make the final to win but you have to understand who you're playing against so if you know you have to play out all of these possible scenarios where, let's say, you know, two of your strongest people are going to go over to the Brit side. Now you're competing against them. The British people, individually, I think are actually better than a lot of the Americans. You know, if you look at Rogan and Joss Uh, athleticism wise compared to a lot of the U S team that they'll blow them out the water. So you have to think of when you're down to whatever numbers there's going to be in this final, whoever's going to be against you. If you're against Joss in a run, uh, you know, there's, there's so many things at play. And so they have to factor all that in. And I don't think they're really building the strongest team, or I don't think that's their intention. Um, And this, I don't know the numbers thing just really pisses me off because they don't actually have the numbers. They just have Leroy and that makes the numbers, you know, that's the factor there. So, I don't know why he feels so much more secure on that side. Leroy, but.
1: Leroy even said during the episode, you know, like, I'm I'm playing an impeccable game right now or something like that. And yeah, we'll we'll see about that, Leroy. We'll we'll see about it when it goes the exact same way it always does for you.
0: We'll see. Uh, do you think he's setting himself up to go into the final? I think he's setting himself up to go into the final. Do I think he'll win? I don't know. I do think he's he he is setting himself up, but I think he could set himself up on either on either side. You know what I mean? I don't think. Yeah. I don't because th- you have to think of how many more eliminations are going to be left before this final how many more people are on either alliance on team USA there's so many more people right there is there's so many more people that that are there um
1: also real quick to address uh, yeah Robert pointed it out Tori um, I, I was wrong about duel. so Tori um, Tori Hall's all-time elimination record is two and one she beat Teresa. On cutthroat in the in the backpack in the the bananas backpack the female side of that elimination where where they both went up against Tina um, I was thinking that she had beat someone in duel two she actually beat uh, she had an elimination win in gauntlet three she beat Melinda she took Melinda out um, so that's I mean that's kind it's it's a decent decent elimination record she lost to Anisa who I don't think is that good so that's that's never a fun loss to have and then beat Melinda beat Teresa
0: and yeah but anisa's pretty good eliminations one-on-one at she's pretty good at that certain shit.
1: times in, in her challenge at some career. of them yeah
0: at some of them hey kate we got kate here from you fucked with the wrong podcast oh, that's cool. you guys should definitely check her out as well uh let's see yeah jessica he actually does stand Tori. although to be fair i stand casey and her elimination record will wipe most of the current cast out the water obviously all because of west but still Still, Wait, Jessica,
1: I love flops? Are you, you mean I love two-time champs with a with, uh, uh, better political stroke than your girl? All right. Maybe.
0: I wouldn't say Tori is a flop. Maybe soon to
1: be three-time champs. Who knows?
0: I wouldn't say Tory is a She's flop. She's not a flop. That would be crazy. She's I No way. I don't, I don't hype up Tori the same that Zach does. We're talking about Tori Fiorenza, by the way, guys. Um, but I, I – don't think that she's a flop either. Okay, let's get into these fights because there was definitely some shit going on after the tribunal. We had Polly versus Jordan. Uh, you know, Polly's coming at Jordan, and in this moment, he does admit that Tori's the strongest. So we get to see that, which was cool. Um, I don't know what it is about Polly this season. He's just super unlikable. I really liked him last season. Like, I was a super big Polly fan. I was actually really into him last season. I thought he was great. He brought a lot to the show. He. I can't tell if he's like his screen time is less this season, and it seems like it's only really for like, these weird fights, like the fight that he had with Theo, this fight that he had with Jordan. There's not as much of the good Polly that I saw last season coming through. Maybe that's just editing. I'm really not sure. Uh, but we're just not really seeing his personality much. We're just seeing these these confrontational moments, these one two bits. I don't really get it. I
1: saw. Um I was okay with Pauly for a little bit there, and then he did you know, his interview with us, and that was cool. But uh, as it pertains to last season, I saw the cracks. I saw them forming. Once Pauly was on social media claiming that he was like breaking the record for all-time daily wins, and he was actually factoring in <laughs> like top funny. three finishes and dailies <laughs> that he didn't actually win, but he got into the tribunal and all that shit. And then he flopped on on the the purge before the final, and he was crying his eyes out in his confessional while wearing a turtleneck. Um, that's when, that's when I realized that Paulie, um, I I I can't stand behind him until he actually does something, and then and then we're we're here, and it's just. Ugh.
0: I don't know. I liked him. I liked him even before that when he was paired up with Natalie. I got so many. I I really enjoyed him as a competitor. Like I I liked it. And now I'm just really not enjoying him at all because maybe maybe he's just he's playing such a scared game this season. He's this is what happens. The rookies, they come in they want to go into elimination. They want to fight. They want to like get it. And then all of a sudden they realize that that's not the best strategy. And then, boom, they just become boring fucking players. So
1: I'm, I'm now watching the Battle of the Seasons 2012 uh, reunion. And Sam just walked off stage. I forgot about this. Sam goes off the stage.
0: Wow, Zach is super into this podcast, you guys, to the point where he's actually watching other TV shows. No, I'm shows. locked
1: in. Trust me. I just It it was abrupt. I'm like, wow, why is Sam walking off stage? Uh, why, why, why does Sam get to do that?
0: Wait, this is a really funny comment from Irving. We have to drop it. So, theory from the Challenge Fans admins, which, shout out to Challenge Fans, great Facebook group, go join it. The longer the hair, the douchey you, you are. This is to you, Zach. Heather <laughs> thinks it applies to Polly too. oh that's hilarious with every little bit of hair just comes you know
1: i did used to have a lot shorter hair than i do now you could say the last couple years my hair has been longer and some people would say that i've become douchier in that time so
0: i had to explain what um uh uh, i had to explain what douchebag was to one of my friends recently like i guess it's so far just removed from like our generation that people don't even know where the original term comes from she just thought it meant asshole like that's (laughs) yeah she thought it meant like like someone who's just like a jerk. Uh, I know, it was pretty funny. Okay, so then we get the Jordan versus Leroy fight, and this might have been, I mean, listen say what we will about Leroy's moves. This was a glory moment for Leroy because I loved him going off and everybody. Yep. Uh, Jordan did the thing that I actually do when I'm like so in the moment heated up in an argument. And I'm trying, my mind is going too fast and my mouth can't keep up and I stutter like my argument because I just can't get, <laughs> can't get it out. You know what I mean? It happens to me all of the time, especially if I'm getting angry with my family or something and I'm just so heated and I'm just like and I just like won't won't come out into my mouth the way that I want to articulate it. And so Jordan had one of those little stutter moments and I really, I, I related hard to that. Um, and then this is when Leroy starts going off and he's like, Josh, all you do is cry all day, blah, blah, blah. And what are you guys doing? You're just gossiping. This is not big brother. And it was just the funniest moment. And he starts fucking freaking out at everybody and I loved it so much. And he also brings up the point that we mentioned earlier, which is the fact that Leroy's definitions of weak and strong are more on par with how the, the fans are talking about those two words yeah. right now. And so he's like, who am I to decide who's weak and strong? She ran one of the hardest finals. She was the only female that made it through. So-and-so did that. And so um, I think the fans can relate to him more in that way because he's speaking more of their language. Uh, yeah, Leroy was... But the, the, the was, Josh crying uh, he, line. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: Leroy was spitting a lot of devil's advocate points uh, from from what we talk about. It was, um, it was good to see him showing some emotion and some fire. And he did... Get a couple points over on Jordan. You know, he landed a couple blows against Jordan. However, um, props have to be given. We have mentioned before in the past, there's a lot of cast members that are very scripted. They have a forced personality. They have a forced character that they're trying to bring to the show. A lot of their memorable lines are something that they probably wrote down on their way into the We're talking about bananas,
0: you guys. Bananas. For sure.
1: Um and, and many you know, other west, west west to a degree he West to a big uh, degree to a big degree big However, degree you know I, there is a I, I am a fan of the people who I feel like like myself in an argument can hold their own and on the fly can say some good shit and Jordan very much like a, a good pro wrestler after Leroy says all that and then Leroy says you either uh, you either go in you get eliminated or or you go to the final with us together and we win. Or something along those lines. And that's it. There's no other yeah. options. And Jordan goes, yes, there is.
0: I love that I line. I go to the
1: other side and whoop your ass. I'll see you in the final. Beautiful.
0: Yeah, that that's, was that's a great, great line. I think Jordan's retweeted our – Retweeted our tweet about that. I honestly and yeah, Josh, um, Josh saying I'd love to see that was so funny. This, uh, this whole fight actually was hilarious. When you break down every single line that was said by all the people. Also, just the costume design of this fight. You had Josh and Zach sitting on the couch in floral print t shirts looking as the hell, they both yeah. look. They look better next to each other than they do apart. I think they it was like that hot girl group syndrome where a bunch of hot people are around, so you just like look better. But Josh and Zach on the couch, they look fantastic, super stylish. They're like just peanut gallery, yelling shit out from the back. Then you have Leroy; he's like right in the middle of everything, just screaming it at other people and pointing fingers and dropping fucking hilarious lines. And then you have Jordan being his like own self with his just his sass and spice coming in from the other end, just like whatever. And then they. It all just sort of fizzles out and ends with like everyone being like yeah <laughs> like, like yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean like there was no <laughs> real conclusion to the fight it was just fucking funny and i loved yeah just kind i loved of it
1: pittered uh pittered off patted off
0: uh, uh it was just a fucking hilarious uh josh is proving to be a lot more entertaining to me this season than last season and you know people give him shit for crying all the time i love when people cry it shows true emotion Uh, I don't know if I want to be hanging around a crier all day long. That's a little bit harder to deal with. But as like a viewer, I don't really mind it. Um, And I love that Leroy called him out for it. Because I think it's a hilarious part of his personality. (laughs) So he needs to embrace it. Uh, I just hope next season feels less toxic. This season feels toxic as fuck, says Kate. I agree. I have a feeling
1: that next season will feel a lot less toxic. Just (laughs) saying. I think when you remove the most toxic people from it, it's only gonna be covered last time. Jessica's
0: saying Lyra's arms were looking good. Honestly, Lyra looks good a lot. Uh, Lira Lyra looks good a lot. I like when people cry as as human beings. Like I think I think it's good for humans to cry and to not be shamed about it. Uh, do I want to hang out with someone crying all day? No, that's that's a different question. That's a different question. Which is one that really depends on the person because there's some people that really have bad crying voices. Like you know those people who give you a headache when they cry? You know, when they have that sort of a squeal going on. Like, I don't like mm. that kind of a thing. Uh, yeah, just, But as a person, I would be sympathetic to the fact that they're crying. I wouldn't be like judging. Them I, um,
1: I, I I think I've cried like three times since uh, in the last 20 years. Um, that is but, so
0: sad. Zach, you need to let some tears yeah. out. I cried uh, this morning watching Survivor. <laughs> <laughs>
1: watching Survivor. Um <laughs> I, I'm more so if I'm going to see crying, if I'm going to see tears, I want to be entertained by it. And when Josh cries, very entertaining. So I, I'll give him high marks on that.
0: It's actually funny. Cause I actually cry more often and not when I'm happy than when I'm sad, like tears will, tears will come a lot more frequently. If I'm just so elated about something, if I'm sad about something, I'm just like, like, I'm just, I, I don't even know. I don't even usually like react. I'm just sad about it. And then I usually just take it out on people around me. Uh, I picture you laughing awkwardly when people cry. Actually, oh my God, it's so bad because I was doing that. I do that with my family a lot because some of them, some of them cry and they get sad about things and I just, I fucking find it funny sometimes. So I'll just be cracking up and I feel so bad. Uh, I'll also crack up and cry. Do do you ever tear when you crack up really hard? Because that's, that's, I have a, yeah, yeah, I've I've gotten to that point. A
1: A good laugh like that. Oh Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, I will. I will start I, I, honestly, tearing right I, I here. Honestly,
1: I, uh, I think I, I think I might have teared up last night watching Theo yell,
0: "Get out of that ninja!" <laughs> that
1: that did it for me. I watched it enough. Uh, I think I got some tears.
0: There are definitely some. They just get me going. But you want to know what Sur- Survivor gets me going a lot? Fucking Family Day and Love Reward and oh, all these like, like, like. Oh my god! I have to fast forward through some of them. Also, when they when they finally get to eat pizza. I cried a few times watching those scenes when they finally get tea pizza.
1: Cause um, like, when, that's when just, I, I, would cry. when I get on survivor, uh, I feel like I'm just going to come in and shake up family day. I'm, I'm going to be the complete opposite on family day. I'm, I'm, I'm really going to bring, I'm going to be like, you know what? I don't care that my loved ones here. Honestly, I don't even have, you know, I feel like I don't have good loved ones. You brought this person here. I'm not going to cry, Jeff. I don't care. That's, that's what I'm going to bring to survivor on loved one day. Um, Shout out to Greg. I can't believe that I forgot to bring this up because I was messaging with him about it the other day. Shawnee, tonight, today is the 15 year anniversary of Ayana on sleeping Battle of the Sexes 2. Yelling about her uniform.
0: <He's> <laughs> I slept in my uniform that line is so epic i slept in my uniform because i love this team so much that i
1: believe in us and oh then she my got God. bounced she um,
0: was you guys, so
1: fiery ayana is one of my five favorite female challengers of all time she has some of the most memorable moments in show history and she was only on Three seasons,
0: I think. Yeah, Two she was iconic, iconic.
1: Iconic. Iconic. I love Ayana. Um, she she and was so good. Even on top of that, she has one of the most iconic road rules moments ever when Veronica accused her of plagiarizing her paper on Semester oh, at C. yeah. You guys, if you have oh not seen this, you have to God. YouTube it. Oh, I think she's iconic. Is... Ayana is also from my area. Ayana is a Philadelphian, I believe. No way. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my
0: god! You should go track her down. That's actually that's that's fucking funny. I forgot about the plagiarism shit. Wow! I really forgot, need, about, that. Ioana, Ioana I forgot beast, about that. I on
1: I was a beast. My fa- I think my favorite post that I ever posted on Challenge Fans was when I went back and captured this epic moment from Extreme Challenge where they're do they're doing like this New England, you know, like seat, uh, like New England at lumberjack athletic competition deal. And one of the competitions is running over the, they have like a floating crate bridge in the water and you had to run over it, grab like some fish, run back, put on like a, you know, a a raincoat or some shit like that. Hmm. And Ayana goes, she goes, people need to understand if you're going to run across the water like this, you got to be light on your feet and I'm going to be light on my feet, just like Bruce Lee. And all of a sudden Hmm. it shows her, she looks like the flash she's darting across the water in, it's incredible. It's one of she my favorite epic. posts ever. It's probably the most athletic. You want to talk about athleticism? I think it's the most athletic moment in Challenge history. Ayana running across the crate bridge. On There's Extreme definitely a Challenge. case for
0: that. There is definitely a case for that.
1: Look it up, people. I posted it on Challenge Fans earlier this year.
0: There's a case for that. All right, Jessica asked if I cry watching The Bachelor. I actually don't watch The Bachelor. I really don't like that show. I just, I can't get into it. Maybe one day I'll get into it and it'll be my revelation, but I I doubt it. Uh, I do cry watching sometimes. uh, There'll be moments on the British Love Island where there's been like little hints where I've just had to cry. Either super happy moments or sad ones like the tribute to Sophie. Oh, that got me uh marcy obviously when dm passed i was crying my eyes out for episodes because then we had knight who passed away right you know right after and all these specials they were releasing my god that was so emotional um but really food will bring the biggest tears to my eyes like i will cry in in real life about food the most out of anything else like if i'm so hungry and i'll come home and i just haven't eaten anything like i might start crying and lie down on my floor and be like i need a snack and then wait for someone to bring me like a snack (laughs) Uh, let's see. Alright. Veronica versus Ayana is the rivals pair we never got, but we needed, says Robert. That big, fact. yes, big yes. facts. Yes. Yes. Fucking big fucking facts right there. Uh Jessica is quoting the line, quoting some of the lines going on. I'm sick and tired of you batting your eyelashes and getting away with everything. It ain't going to work, Veronica. That was priceless. Thank you for dropping that, Jessica. We,
1: yeah, we got to start pulling Ayanna clips and, and setting them out on our social media. Maybe we can we can make her come out of hiding.
0: <laughs> Possibly. I okay. believe she
1: was the first person ever to get kicked off the challenge for fighting, the, the Ayanna and Christian
0: fight. Was that the first one? No way. I believe so. Do you remember first when they all protested? The Do you remember when they all yep. protested so they kept what's-his-name on the show? Puck. Cause, yeah, because they were yeah. like, "No, we're not going to go if he goes. Like, you there's, can't there's, do that." It was an all
1: timer. That that season's incredible. It's it loading with like, stars. Th-
0: they were like and on Beth, strike. Beth is
1: Beth is like leading the charge. It's great. It's, it's 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 there's so everybody's just like getting their
0: camera time out of it. It's really great. Oh, Robert says he has a huge list of rivals pairs that had never happened. Robert, if you would like to... This is a great point for me to Robert. say this to everybody as well, by the way. Is we're opening up our blogging section on thesaniacpodcast.com. So if you guys want to do some challenge blogs or post some interesting challenge content, it could be a one-off. You could start your own blog. Whatever it is, if you guys want to uh, create content for the challenge, if you're a good writer uh, and you have a, a knack for for writing and also for challenge history, then definitely reach out to us. Robert, that sounds like a perfect article, article Love to Love it, post. Robert. Yeah. So why don't you send that over? We we could publish you. You can write a little bit about each rival pair that never happened. I'm sure people would love to read that list because fuck, I would like to read that list. It's uh, better
1: than the rivalries we get now. That's true. And I use rivalries lightly.
0: Let's move on into... We get Kaylee's plan. So we spoke about this a bit, but this is just at the point in the episode where uh, Kaylee starts... Well, it's basically Cam's plan, but Kaylee starts implementing Cam's plan, talking to Georgia, uh, talking to Joss about sending in Georgia. And, you know... I, so I don't know, like, I understand the argument in the fact that everything, everything Georgia said about Kaylee at the end of the elimination was accurate, right? And for those of you guys that didn't watch, Georgia just went on a rant about how Kaylee is the weakest. She's doing this because she's weak, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, even if all of that is correct, that's exactly why Kaylee had to play that kind of political game. And so I understand from Kaylee's perspective, what she's trying to do. Uh, she does need to give herself the edge. My issue, though, is that there's two sides to this. And Kaylee was looking at it from one side. I think you could look at it from another side in the fact that keeping Georgia would have been better for Kaylee's game because it keeps a big target on her side that can go into elimination apart from her. And if they had, let's say, gotten Tory. And Georgia on their side they would have had two targets the other side could go after apart from Kaylee you know eventually Kaylee's number is going to be called if she keeps getting rid of all these people right before before anything evens out um, so that's something that big brother does a lot which is keeping a bigger target in the house It's almost never – it never seems to be discussed in the Challenge House, so it doesn't seem like it's ever really a strategy or an idea that comes to mind uh, for people in the Challenge House, but that is one way to look at it that I do think um, would have have worked as well. I don't think Kaylee is the weakest as Fabi. She shows strength. I don't think Kaylee is the weakest. Well, on the UK team, there's just so few girls there, so it's just her and Jenny and Georgia – so I would say Kaylee's the weakest of that bunch, but I, but of the whole of the whole lot currently on the season, I don't think so at all. Kaylee has done a lot of work in the offseason. She's been working out a ton. Uh, she's got her endurance game up. She has her strength game up. She's been lifting weights. So you can see she's definitely improved uh, in her athleticism area as well. But she does have to play this. Um, oh, yeah, and D i still think actually i would maybe write d and kaylee like right about the same if it was a one on one man to man elimination i'd give it to d because she's got a few pounds on kaylee if it's i don't know what kaylee's strengths are over d maybe she's faster she seemed really fast in the mud today that was a big skill so maybe if it's a speed thing kaylee wins but i would say that they're about even uh i would say that they're about even yeah um but but yeah, so there are there are different ways to look at it. I, I do understand where Kaylee's coming from. I do believe that politically this was a better move for her. But uh, you know, at the same time, why not try and make your team strong so you never have to worry about going into elimination, right? That's also something that you could consider. Um, but she didn't really think about that either. So I don't know. What do you think about this? This whole well, plan that they had.
1: Look, I didn't I didn't like it um because uh, I, I have come around on Georgia. I'm I, I really like Georgia. Um and so that that part you know that that part of me, that that blind spot, you know, that that natural bias that someone has, you didn't want to see it. I'm like, damn it. I like Georgia. I Don't want this to happen to her. But I knew it was gonna happen to her. You just knew it watching it. I I messaged you. I was like, mm, Georgia's going in I without it. a doubt. Yeah. However, I will say to to compliment Kaylee, it takes balls for her to do it because she had to literally take the brunt. She had to take all of the heat for that. Mm-hmm. So she had to be the one cause she knew that Josh was, that Josh was going to have to follow her, that Josh couldn't, you know, go first cause he might flop his vote. So she had to be the one to, to tell him, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to do it. I'm going to step up. I'm going to say it. She says his name and, or she says George's name. And all of a sudden all the heat comes down. Theo's in their faces. What the fuck are you guys doing? And then, She's just like, she was pretty funny the way she was brushing it off. Okay, Georgia, whatever you say, Georgia, okay. Mm-hmm. It, it was, you know, she, she took the villain role and she ran with it and she owned it. She did. Very she owned much it. unlike the U.S. team likes to do. So props to Kaylee for that as much as I didn't like it.
0: Yeah, as much as I didn't like the move, I like the move for Kaylee. I thought that it showed her balls. You know, it showed the fact that she has that kind of uh, ability to do that. I also, like, don't know if their beef is really genuine. Because, first of all, who was it that dropped it in the comments that the U.K. seems to get over their rivalries a lot faster than the U.S.? Uh, I think it might have been Fabi, but whoever did, 100% accurate. And we're seeing that now. Kaylee just commented on Georgia's photo like a bunch of fire emojis on one of her on one of her pics that was in like a bikini or something you know so they're, they're obviously still friends like all of the UK people are able to come together so much better after the season I find than a lot of the US people there they never seem to keep their beef for that long even if you've watched X on the Beach and stuff these people had the most ridiculous fights and then they would just be like taking shots right after you know they, it would never last that long it would always just be explosive and then be done with so <laughs> you know I I think Kaylee um I think Kaylee like made the move for herself and I think it was fine. I also think she knew that it was just a game move and that it was like a political move that she had to make because what Georgia was saying is accurate that Kaylee can't keep up physically uh, and she has to play the political game a little bit more. Um, Jessica's saying, I will say the Americans take things way too seriously. Yeah, I really think they do. I don't get it. So that's another big difference, by the way, ding, 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 for Survivor, second mention of the night, uh, comparing it to the challenge here, is the fact that there's so much more respect when you're voted out of the— of." survivor than when you are in the challenge and you're not even voted out in the challenge you're voted into elimination to fight to stay if that was i mean if that was the case on survivor people would be so much less butthurt than and they already aren't even butthurt now people are just you know they're like good game when their torch goes out they're like you guys played well you know whoever voted me out like you got my vote kind of a thing like they're they're so much nicer about it they have so much more rationale behind uh their exits and people the americans are just so sour all the time
1: Greg, that's hilarious. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty accurate, especially especially with with the way that you're you're tying in the Survivor there. I can see that you've learned well in your uh, in your just under a week of binging half of the Survivor seasons.
0: Kate's um, is saying, Kate, Kate saying, by the way, yeah. Kaylee was uh, recently harassed to a point I've not seen since Kayla and Vendettas. What do you mean by the harassment? Do you mean on the show or was this something that happened afterwards? Also, I agree with Jessica right now. She says, I think Americans need to lighten up in general, which uh, for sure, I mean, for sure. Yep. And Fabi makes a great point right after that. I think the UK people have better lives in the UK as reality stars. They're involved in more things and the challenge may not be their their only source of income. Uh, And even when they are not on TV, but not in the US, there's more competitions. They fight to show who's better. And if they leave, it hurts their pockets. That's true. Like, on the U.S., they're really there. It makes more of an impact for them if they lose. The U.K. stars, I mean, apart from a few of the U.S. stars who've really managed to capitalize on the social media career, but the U.K. stars make so many. Kaylee was DM'd hoping she gets brutally raped. Holy oh, fuck. yeah. I
1: saw Yeah, so she uh, Shut She up. sent that out there on Twitter. Yep.
0: By who? By a fan?
1: Yeah, by a rando.
0: That's fucked up, dude. That's insane, fucked man. up. That is fucked up. Oh, so what Kate was saying is that Kaylee was being harassed by the fans as much as, uh, worse, if not as worse as what Kayla was um, yeah. during the time when she had that incident with uh with uh, Kaylee, on Kaylee on vendetta. Because yeah. people were so vicious to Kayla after the fact, like it was crazy. She got death threats and stuff as well. Uh, but holy fucking shit! Like, what the what the fuck? Who do you, who who sits there? I. I would love to put a survey out there to like all the trolls. If Google could find out who the trolls are and put surveys popping up on their computer screen before they post or send any of these messages and ask them like, what's your intention? I want to gather the data on what these people have inside of them that's making them release this kind of craziness. It's just madness. Yeah,
1: know their story a little bit. It's crazy. What lessons did they miss?
0: Okay, guys, so let's go into the proving ground before we wrap this up. Um, basically, the votes go, as we said, Kaylee and Joss for Georgia. Jenny votes for Ashley. Um, and the way Jenny was pleading her case when she was voting for Ashley, it seemed like she kind of had a feeling that they were going to go with Georgia. Um, you know, Georgia and Theo, they spoke up again. I really liked it. And then uh, we get into the elimination, which was essentially this giant cube, sort of Tetrisy designed thing with all these different pieces on it. And one person was on one side, the other was on the other side of the cube, and they had to push the pieces through so they would go to the other person's side, right? And the more mm-hmm. pieces you had to push through, you won. Remind me a lot of uh, that wall elimination, I think it was in Battle of the Seasons 2, where they were flipping over the card things, and, yep. um, and the most that had them flipped over won. And they actually changed up that elimination that season. The next time that they had it, they did it in heats because it was so pointless to do it for such a long period when it really only mattered like in sprinting times. Yeah. Um, so this definitely reminded me a lot of that one, but I do think it was just a, kind of a stupid elimination. It was hard to really compete the whole time in it because once you got locked in holding uh, your set of puzzle pieces onto the other side, then you were sort of stuck. You were kind of put in place. So um, it was a little bit of a weird. It was it was a little bit of a weird one um i don't know it was just strange well
1: it was a little finicky it it wasn't anything that it it was one of those eliminations where it really could have gone either way um i i i I guess tori had some kind of of strategic advantage that that Mm. she used to pull out the win in both heats but it really was a lot of it was just a stalemate you know it was just pushing those blocks into each other, not getting a lot of movement, their boards looking identical, and then whoever can just get that that one last piece. Yeah. It really feels like that's the kind of wildcard elimination where you can throw anybody in that and they would have a chance to lose. That That's the kind of elimination you want to throw a person that you deem as a threat into and, and see if they lose. And in this case, it was one... Uh, Girl on the stronger side Taking out another girl on the stronger side
0: Yeah it was just it wasn't that entertaining Uh, Robert is correcting me that is right It was actually rivals that elimination That I was talking about it was between Laurel and Cara Versus Teresa and Camilla It was when Teresa and Camilla Mm. were like faking that they weren't going to try The stupidest thing we've seen That was just so stupid um so anyways that's how the elimination went down tori wins she wins seven to six on these cube puzzle pieces each round and she ends up taking the game and then she is our first turncoat of the season she point blank asked team usa are you guys just gonna send me in if we go again and they all give her blank stares so she's blank just like fuck stairs. it I'm going to team UK and to me, this is great. I hope this means that Jordan goes into elimination wins and goes over to team UK as well. I want to see like a stacked team UK of, of Tori Jordan. I'd love to see Zach on that side as well. If that can happen. Oh God.
1: Jo- Jordan great. is so absolutely going to team UK. Without a doubt. Tori, Tori is on the UK team right now and she's getting the red carpet out and she's just rolling it, getting ready for Jordan's arrival. That That's what's happening.
0: Absolutely. I'm excited to see it. I think it'll be great. Uh, We've been waiting for a turncoat all season. It finally happened. So it's pretty fantastic. Um, And, you know, that was pretty much the whole episode. Zach, do you have anything to to touch on before we wrap it up here?
1: I'm just happy that Tori made that move because it now opens up – more strategic possibilities and more varied results in a game that the last couple weeks has become so predictable mm. because the a the major the majority alliance is dominating it so much and making everyone play their game and play really dumb mm. um, now we get something that Jordan hinted at last week as his way to flip the game back into his control so so we're going to see what happens from that it should hopefully be interesting yeah, to see yeah i
0: agree it it is It has been stagnant. You know, Kaylee's move obviously was a move, but it's still it was predictable. And so I am excited for some something to happen that's a little bit more exciting this season. Um, And, you know, we ended off the episode with with TJ basically giving them shit for sending in Georgia, which I loved so much. And then it was. It was over, um, and we're going to move on to next week. Uh, we do get to see some preview stuff there. It looks really exciting, so hopefully we'll see what goes down. They show that somebody else is a turncoat. I'm guessing it's Jordan, but uh, if it's somebody else, then we'll see how that goes that would down. That my guess. Uh, all right. Before we sign out, I do want to mention SaniacStory.com. All of our good merch is still there. We are becoming an LLC in, the, uh, in this month, so in the next 30 days or so, we will be officially – uh, An LLC, which is great. Uh, and then we'll open up our new store, which will have a ton more designs. So I'm working on a whole new revamped store with a bunch of other products for you guys. There's going to be some of those koozie things that Enos wanted and all that good stuff in there. Um, so we will release that and launch all those new designs when that is all sorted out. Uh, of course, visit us at sceniacpodcast.com. If you want to be a blogger, if you've been interested in blogging about the challenge, uh, if you want to write or report on news about the challenge, if uh, you know want to create any sort of content in regards to the challenge, but you don't don't know how and you don't know you know where to start and you want a bigger audience and so forth then please reach out to us you can message us on our facebook page uh individually on our accounts at shawnee suisa on all of the social media platforms and uh and let us know and reach out and we will get you going because we're we're looking to build up a writer database so uh, please reach out to that Marcy wants more mugs. Definitely. There'll be lots more mugs there. Uh, Of course, before we end, we have to give a shout out to Stitcher Premium. You can check them out at stitcher.com forward slash premium to sign up today. And you can use the promo code Saniac for one month free off of your monthly plan, which is fantastic. So it saves you like five bucks, which is great. Uh, So Saniac, S A N I A C, in case you guys can't read on all of the many devices you are listening to this podcast on, (laughs) uh, use that code and get some Stitcher Premium. Happy Halloween, everyone.
1: Happy Halloween. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yes, we will.